G'day folks and welcome to the fourth episode of Spin From Both Ends. If you haven't listened before, as has been the case for the rest of my career, I'll be tying up one end and just rotating a few part-timers through from the other. I'm joined by our second part-timer of the trip, Tom Kazis. Tom, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's good to be here. Obviously a fantastic debut, more Agar than McGain, I think, fair to say. Today was a massive day. A lot yeah. of work is done and just really looking forward to the test tomorrow. That's it. We've been lucky enough to get another bite at the cherry. Obviously a few blokes in the past, your Peter George's, uh, you know, a couple of these sort of blokes haven't been lucky enough to get the return call-up. So, well done on getting a second cap and uh, let's hope you don't disappoint. Mate, don't have any expectations. You won't be disappointed. <laughs> and uh, look, joined, very lucky to be joined today by a friend of the podcast. All the way from Melbourne, now South Australia, Dan Wall, welcome to the show. Thanks guys, it's lovely to be here, although I do have a bone to pick with you first up. Yeah. Spin from both ends. Yeah. That just, that just grinds my gears, that. what are you doing? Well, <laughs> is any good spin with tea, Frank, variety is the spice of life, so it's nice to have our first seam bowler on the show. Thanks for letting us use your pad as well and your couch. Yeah, you're very welcome. It's been a welcome change from Van Morrison, we're going to touch on that a little bit later. Look, I think just, just quickly, Kaz, you know the drill, mate, we've got to just thank the fantastic sponsors. Yeah, first of all, we're just going to run through the sponsors. Uh, thanks to Tina Cricket, obviously, yep. they're running the show. Tars never fails. The Olive Foundation, we yep. caught up with them Get today. behind them. And of course, Yuridala Toyota, now they provided the uh, awesome van. Yeah, oh, what a feeling, eh? Yeah, well, that's how we do it. Yeah, exactly right. Oh, now, I've yeah. only been to Adelaide before, South Australia, Frank, and obviously you've been, you've spent a couple of years, so I'm just wondering if... You know, Adelaide is a joint. How does it rank? How does it rate? It just gives a few basic facts and figures, climate, population, GDP, a few of those basics just to get a bit of an idea of Adelaide as a city. Jeez, I haven't got those details for you. You didn't give me enough notice, boys, but Adelaide's a great place to be. It's pretty relaxed and everything's half an hour away. You're near the beach, mm. you're near the city, mm. you're near the nightlife and everything else in between. So it's a great place to be and you boys will enjoy it over the next few weeks. Yeah, sure. well, we can't. couple of days, sorry. We can't. Now, obviously, over the last few nights, Boys, we've sank our teeth into a little bit of the uh, New Zealand versus West Indies test match over in Otago there, over in Dunedin. I'm just wondering, how's the atmosphere at Adelaide Oval going to compare, compare to what we've seen over in the other side of the ditch? You've watched too much of that cricket today, so yeah. I've put on a bit of New Zealand. <laughs> <laughs> the Adelaide Oval will be a sight to behold, I reckon, for this test match. It's taken almost a year and a half, I think, to get it all organised. Mm. And um, they've just opened up the southern stand with a new big roof. The hill's in prime condition to be supporting all the Barmy Army and the Fanatics and those sort of guys, yeah. so I'm sure it'll be a great atmosphere and a few thousand people will be there. So, fair to say, probably a few less picnic chairs, a few more people at the exactly venue right. yeah. yeah. There'll also be the section at the back with all the uh, festivities, a bit of food and the pins, well, tent. South Australia is the festival place, apparently. The festival yeah. state, all you got to yeah. do is look at another plate and that's the first thing you find <laughs> out when you come here, apart from don't bring your fruit across the board. Yeah. We'll touch on that a bit later. Now, Frank, got to ask you, obviously you run in... On a, you've got a unique bowling action, mate. You're running yeah. on a, which is almost an extension of a spinner, which is why you're the first seamer we, we approached in terms of running in on a 45 degree angle. And, um, you know, obviously the Adelaide over is a very narrow ground. I'm just wondering, you know, did you sort of think twice before agreeing to come here in terms of you might have had to change your run up slightly to fit on that ground or <laughs> what's the go down there? Yeah, well, they've cleared out uh, the base 16, I think it is, out the back. They've opened up the fence for me and they managed okay. to got a bit of security, but I've shortened the run up this year, so I've, I've, I'll leave the crowd to do their thing. The wall, the wall development, that, yeah. that little project. Okay, yeah, that, that's fantastic. Now, Kaz, I just want to recap the yeah. trip from Canberra. Obviously, yeah. that was a mammoth stint and a bit oh, of a sign of things to come for pretty the big Perth drive, drive as yeah. well. Run us through, just give us a little bit of a feel for the drive, what we sort of saw on the way and just yeah, the atmosphere nice. in the vehicle, Mr. Well, Morrison. Well, we started off um, heading towards Melbourne. Yep. Soon to come, we had to hit that Sturt Highway. And now what a highway. 
It was pretty impressive. Um, Hard, flat, single, great conditions to drive. Single the whole way, pretty much looking at a desert. Yep. And we did pass the Big Orange, which was a massive positive. But that was um, about closed, though. <laughs> unfortunately, it was closed. Yeah, that's the timing. How can you close? Like a Chris Rogers coming Who right? closes at the Big Orange on a Monday afternoon? <laughs> Someone's going to be accountable. <laughs> well, someone does have to be accountable. Yeah. Plenty of emphasis on no fruit flies around. They didn't want fruit around there. Obviously, no. they're growing a lot of fruit, so yeah. don't want to mess up the crops out there. So Yeah. No, but yeah, right. sum, to sum it up, I didn't rate it as a drive at all. Mm. I thought it was pretty ordinary. <laughs> It's a bit of advice for those thinking of uh, <laughs> driving from Canberra to Adelaide, but you give it a miss. Not worth it. I reckon let that one through to the game. <laughs> Look, I've got a bit of a Shane Watson moment, a bit of a whinge about that particular leg of the trip. The climate in Mildura, Kaz, not conducive yeah, to... we have a quick rundown on that. ...to productivity. We can, and we're going to... It's not going to be a quick <laughs> rundown either. It, this nicely sort of flows into our NASA insane moment, obviously, stinker of a decision up there in the 0203 series, and... That's sort of the theme for your Hussein moments. And yeah. trying to sleep in the van in Mildura in 38-degree temperatures was not – like, obviously, I don't hold a yeah, PhD was... in science or meteorology, but I'm anticipating the, the temperature in the van. The that was and... well and truly up around 50 degrees. Uh, we were nearly raising the bat in there, weren't we? We were lucky the last half an hour, I tell you. <laughs> now, we were in there for about 45 minutes, and it was an absolute mm. sweat box. I don't think I have no. ever sweated up that much. Definitely have a bowl first if you haven't oh. got it. Mate, we were, if we were in there another 45 minutes, yeah. I reckon we would have been laid dead. At this point in the show, I think it's important to know, obviously not an official sponsor of the show, but if you're listening, anyone involved with the Grand Hotel, Mildura, oh. thank you so much for letting us check in. I think it was quarter to 12. Great uh, facilities. night, and the air conditioning went straight on to 16, and yeah. we had a great wind oh, spray. Which awesome is, facilities. Which is fantastic. And the, and the free breaking in the morning as well was pretty good as well. Yeah. Now, um, obviously, Frank, we got to watch you play a bit of cricket last night for the Kenyans, and obviously a slightly disappointing show there. Yeah. Uh, you might want to think maybe next time that there's some great performances of Fanatics today against Barmy Army Cats, if you want to elaborate on any of those. Oh, mate. First of all, Ryan Goodman played today, somehow yep. got into the team. 11th hour call up. He didn't do much. He bowled pretty ordinary, but I'll tell you what, he was involved in a run out <laughs> yep, and he took a pretty you. good catch, but which he doesn't give himself much credit for. It got me thinking when I took that catch, I thought, you know, I just I took the catch and I looked over at the Adelaide Oval and I thought, I, could, I think I can remember a catch 2002, shortly after the NASA Sane moment in a very similar vein. Obviously, Glenn McGrath took one of the greatest right, I think you should stop talking of all time. <laughs> it wasn't happening. And I don't think this would look out of place in a uh, sort of a framed. No. Channel 9, bit of memorabilia. Uh, I think we should move Goodman on. and McGrath. <laughs> oh, if you want to move on, we will. But important to note, I also count. hit the winning runs today. I don't think he did hit them. He actually left them. Well, good leave down the leave side. Four buys. Four buys. Obviously, the keeper wasn't the best. So a bit of red ink, though. And, uh, You've got to play to your strengths. Keeping the sponsors happy. You've got to play against your weaknesses. They'll be stoked. They'll be he stoked. was rubbish. They'll be stoked with that display. Important that we move on to one of the flagship segments on this show, Greg's Mailbag. I think just before we do, it's the fourth episode and we haven't refreshed the listeners on Greg Junk Mail's stats over the year. Now it says here, just on Crick Info here, he's 35 years old, 219 days old. I've just missed his half birthday, Kaz. Played for New South Wales, obviously nickname was Junk. Occasional wicketkeeper as well. So a bit more to Greg Mail than meets the eye. Well, he's an icon of the early year of cricket when I was going up. He is. So I should know a bit more about him. And he's an icon of this show as well. Obviously, there was a pretty good cricketing team in Australia at the time, so it was always going to be difficult to get him. But maybe was. maybe if he was going about it yeah. about now, he'd be a good chance. Well, look, if you have a look at his average here, 32.16, I think there's one thing we can all agree on about Greg Mills that he always delivered. Um, <laughs> and on that note, we'll move on to Greg Mills. Mate, no posts on Sundays. Oh, jeez. That's it. Yeah, he had a record on Sundays. Struggling in two days. Yeah. <laughs> 
So let's move on now, Kaz, I believe you've got an entry. Yeah, it looks like I've got a, an entry here. I'm just trying to ricochet it from. Okay. Bear with me if I do make yeah. a mistake. G'day, Cameron White, if you're listening. <laughs> anyway, this is Rick. Hi, guys. Love the show. Long-time listener. First-time emailer. I've got a couple of questions for you before the Adelaide test. Go ahead, Rick. Right, we'll go with the first we'll one. We'll go with the first one first. All right, it's, it's to do with Peter Siddle. Okay, excellent. Peter, Peter Siddle is a great bowler, but he reminds me of being in first place in Mario Kart. All he leaves behind is a trail of banana skins. Mm. Is this really fair on the 12th man? He's tripping over and constantly ridiculed by the crowd. Is 20 bananas a day overkill? Well, look, you've got to do what you've got to do to perform at the international level, but... I'd probably suggest maybe two bananas mm. and then have lunch and tea. Yeah. Just, you don't need that many bananas. I think it's just, you really do limit yourself as soon as you go vegan in terms of what you actually can eat. And obviously, Pete, the word on the street is that he's a 20 banana a day man, Kaz. <laughs> and something that the 12th man, he's just going to have to cop for the meantime, I suppose. Mm, yeah, I don't think I agree with 20 bananas. He's not a monkey. He's a human <laughs> being, so. <laughs> we'll move on. <laughs> <laughs> The second point Rick had was Nathan Lyon sung the team song after the first test. Boys know if he might be competing on X Factor, Oz, Got Talent, etc. when he gets dropped after this series. Cheers, lads. It's a good question. Frank, you got a bit of an inside word on that one for us? Or? Well, I haven't heard his voice vocal cords, but he tends to like to talk a lot. Mm-hmm. And he's uh, fairly chipper around the group, so it wouldn't surprise me if he put his hand up to get on a national TV, yeah. reality TV show. So We could maybe get on... Um, Love's the spotlight. Yeah, Oz got talent. You could... Because they usually go for a bit of a double barrel talent, so maybe a, a singing groundsman or mm, a um, that's not bad singing I don't know, pie vendor or something like that. Um, Ooh. <laughs> harsh but fair, I think. Oh mate, prove me wrong, Nathan. Got a big, got a big flat deck to play on here in Adelaide. Got a big job to do. If you're listening, no doubt you are. Well, there's the challenge. See if he bowls well tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, guys, sorry, I'm going to take a break for a second. I need to go to the toilet. Oh, that's yeah, no worries, yeah, no worries. Yeah. Do what you got to do. It happened on the last show. It happened on the last show. show. I missed out on Kevin Peterson last He time. can't really talk, so yeah, we'll move on. <laughs> oh, it looks like... Um, Cheers, guys. No worries. It looks like... Um, Kaz, is that Bear Grylls? He's just walking in the street. Yeah, studio? look, it is Bear Grylls. And sorry, we don't actually know your real name, Bear, but... Hi, hi, I'm Bear Grylls. You don't need to know my real name. <laughs> Bear's the only one that matters. Thanks for joining us on Spin from Both Ends. Obviously... You're in Australia. Welcome in a hurry, guys. I've got to go and set up camp before it gets dark, so I'd like to make it quick if that's possible. <laughs> okay, no problem. Look, you're in Australia. Where have you been so far when you've been down here? Right, well, I'm in Australia at the moment. I've started in the Kimberleys, looking, taking on the harshest and most desolate places on the earth. <laughs> and I've walked my way through to Adelaide, and I've been here for two weeks and still haven't found any sign of an advanced civilization. <laughs> Just a lot of oiled up, angry, and cocky Australian natives. <laughs> Bear, what do you think of the current sledging in the test match so far? No, look, I've heard a bit about it. I mean, in my time in the wild, there's not a lot of monkeys that'll say anything to you. You've got to just keep your head down, look out in front, and make sure you're not stepping on any leeches. But one <laughs> oh, thing I have had come up to me, and there's no, there's been no moustache-clad men hurling balls at me, but the closest <laughs> thing, when you anger some monkeys in the Amazon... They're going to be throwing rocks, so you've got to keep your eye out. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's all good yeah. stuff there, Bear. Look, obviously, you're big on survival. You get a bit of advice for the Poms with all the short pitch bowling coming their way? Now, look, I've taken on some of the most incredible animals in Australia. Snakes, spiders, crocs, and I've even taken down a camel. I was facing <laughs> it. I was out in the desert, and uh, I was faced by a camel, and I thought, look... <laughs> 
when you've got the opportunity for some great shelter and some protein, you've got to take your obstacles head on. And that's what I did. I took it down, I skinned it, I drank its water storage and emptied its insides and made a camp out of it. Now look, there's one thing I can say to the English batsman, when you're facing a fierce animal like Mitchell Johnson, he feels threatened and throws rocks or cricket balls. My advice would be to make sure you've got a bit of wood in your hand, you've got to wave it around, you must stomp your feet and make loud noises. That's bound to get him away. Now look, another thing I've seen is that they're wearing white zinc. That's not going to scare any predators off their meal. Oh, You've got to make sure you're wearing black war paint. That's how it happens. <laughs> now that the perfect example is Shiv Chanapal from the West <laughs> He came to me for a bit of advice a couple of years ago, and I said that to him. Mate, you've got to wear the black war paint, and you've got to face your opponents head on. I'm not sure if you were listening before, but we spoke of Peter Siddle's diet and his 20 bananas a day. What do you think about that? Do you think it's too much? I think you've got to take whatever you can get whenever it presents itself. Now, if I was him, I'd take as many as I can. I'd put them in my pocket. If you're eating 20 a day, you're wasting resources. <laughs> you've got to eat one, maybe even a half. I've eaten a few banana skins in my time. I heard the letter through the walls. And look, you can't be leaving anything behind. You can use it as a water pack. You can use it as a hat. You can wear it over your genitalia so it's not getting burnt. But he's got to make some tough decisions <laughs> to make sure he lasts the five days. But you've got to get on the road, but have you got any party comments? Look, I've got to go. I need to set up camp before it gets dark out there. It can be a nightmare when you're setting up camp and it's dark and you're being attacked by mosquitoes and flies. So look, I've found a good place. It's really flat ground, probably the flattest bit of ground I've seen in my life. And there's a white covering over it at the moment, white plastic. So I'm going to go over there. I'm going to take up that plastic, couple of sticks in there, and I'm going to take shelter under that. So I'll see you there later tomorrow. I've got to go. See you later. The see you later. I think there's about six or so bits of wood over there already, so that'll suit Bear really well. Unfortunately, he's just left us. But well, um, let's, let's just thank him for coming first. Do you Frank missed out? Can you open this door? <laughs> I've got it. See you later. <laughs> well, Frank has missed out on a Ripper interview there. He's going to be kicking What the hell was that all about? Oh, Frank, you're back, mate. Yeah. yeah. Where's well, that big Goose just came and joined? No, he didn't. Yeah. Yeah, Bell Goose is in town for the test. So What's he doing watching the test matches? Oh, he's a big fan. Obviously, he's an Englishman, so. A big fan. Had a bit of survival yeah. advice, a bit of dietary. It was great stuff. Well, look, we could sit here and I suppose talk about that little Bear Grills interview that we just had all evening. And it was a, it was a ripper. But um, just quickly, I think I've actually got to go to the toilet. I got a bit excited during that interview, so. I was going to get out of here. I'll be back in a minute, guys. I know I missed something. I missed Kevin Peterson last week. So I made it a long episode. Chance of really take, as, a, as a spinner, you've got to be prepared to take chances. Yeah, so I'm going to take one now. I'm going to go to the toilet and I'll, um, I'll catch you guys. Uh, you won't on. be missing too much with me and Kaz on the mic. Yeah, well, he's gone. And next up on the show, we've got legendary Black Kip, Ian Smith. He's coming in for a chat. He's, he's been down at Test Match down in New Zealand, but he's made a quick flight up to talk to us. Thanks, Ian. How are you, mate? You know... <laughs> Thanks for the, the very generous round of applause there. It's, uh, it's fantastic to be here on Spin from Both Ends. And uh, thank you very much, uh, both both of you uh, feelers, for, for getting me on. Oh, mate, it's, it's really good to see you. Mm. Really good to see you. Anyway, the Ashes is playing out as a pretty good contest at the moment. What do you make of it? Oh, t- feelers, you want to see a good contest? One of the best contests I've seen in many years is happening right now. 
over at Dunedin. I don't know if you've kept an eye on it, but history was made today. Ross Taylor, oh, 217, not out. One of the finest knocks I've ever seen. If not mistaken, it was his best score in his career. Yeah, it was, and what an important knock it was too. Whenever you play at Dunedin, I mean, 500 is the absolute minimum. We eclipsed this, pressed on to 600. It was just one of the best performances. I forget the Ashes, New Zealand versus the West Indies. It's the real centrepiece of the summer for me so far. Now look, Ian, I'm sure you've seen a lot of cricket in your time, but um, how important is the wicketkeeper batsman role nowadays? Oh, oh, the wicketkeeper batsman role is absolutely crucial. Yes, yes. And I certainly, <clears throat> I don't know how many of you were watching the test, I mean, you should have all been watching it this morning, but you certainly cannot underestimate the innings of BJ Watling. What a knock it was too. 41, just looked at <laughs> ease at the crease. And I mean, to, just to have a batsman down there betting at number six and taking the gloves, averaging 35 or 35 plus, uh, it just adds that extra dimension to your betting lineup. Obviously, uh, you know, England's got prior and uh, the Aussies have got hidden and they certainly look to be in a pretty good place there. But Frank, great question. Absolutely crucial. Do you reckon BJ should be batting a bit higher up than seven? Look, yes, we, we've had this discussion a few times up in the box there before. I mean, Craig yes. McMillan and Chris Cairns and, uh, you know, just the who's who of absolute legends of test cricket. Nathan Estill. We, we've, we have spoken maybe seven's a bit too low for him. Maybe he should be up at six. But, I mean, that remains to be seen. He's very much uh, in a young stage of his career. He's got plenty of cricket left to play. Well, we're sort of on the same topic. There was a their, their new leg spinner. Now, what is the importance of having a spin bowler in the team? Obviously, this is spin from both ends. We like to talk about spin bowlers. But so we just like to talk about New Zealand's new test spin bowler. And he's a leg break bowler as well. Mm. Ish Sodi, I'll just start by saying genuine leg spinner. And with an average of 40.5 as well, I certainly think he's got a big future ahead of him with the bet. Maybe do a bit of a Daniel Vittori later in the career and move up the order there. I've always thought that maybe 9 or 10 is perhaps a bit too low for him. I'd like to see him move up to 6 or 7, but, um, you know, again, very much in the infancy of his career. and Certainly plenty of cricket and plenty of water to go under the bridge before we can start moving him up the order. Right, so what's your prediction then for this test? Prediction for this test, I'm going to have to go with New Zealand to romp home. They certainly look to be in a good place. You know, you've got Hamish Rutherford up there. He looks like he might be finally the bloke to fill the unfillable shoes of Hamish Marshall. Uh, also being touted as perhaps the next Lou Vincent. Obviously, we've touched on Ish Sodi. He looks like he might bring that sort of Nathan McCullum style of play from the shorter formats. You know, Tim Saudi and Neil Wagner and Trent, like, Bolt, Trent, Trent Bolt. Bolt just stepping up and filling the shoes of, you know, the Can Mark, Mark Gillespie, Chris Martin. I'm not talking about the Coldplay lead singer there either, my dear chips. Ken Bat. Uh, exactly. All these guys. I mean, I've always said, you know, the hierarchy of the ICC have always said that if Blit kept cricket is strong, international cricket is strong. And I, I certainly think we're looking like we're in a really good place. So, you know, just to, to recap, forget the ashes. Uh, the real contest is happening on our side of the ditch. And look, I've got to get on a quick Jetstar flight and get back for the third day, which kicks off in just a few hours. So thanks for having me on Spin from Both Ends, Chips. No worries. Thanks for coming on in. See you later, mate. G'day, fellas. Oh, you're back? Yeah. It's uh, been a while, isn't it? Sorry, yeah. I think you just missed the... Uh, you know, I had too many bananas. Do you know Ian Smith? I'm on the, I'm on the Peter Siddle diet. Do you know Ian Smith, the guy... Uh, oh, I've heard of him. Commentator. Good, good. Sky Sports down in there in New good, Zealand. Good commentator. Good, good friends with Craig McMillan and the boys. Oh, yeah. Legends of... Yeah, he just, had a, he just had a chat with us. Yeah. Oh, what? Really? Yeah, he just had a quick chat with us. Yeah. Oh, real? Real good boy. He made the flight up, so... Okay. Uh, that's, that's good stuff. Well, I'm sorry I missed that. I missed two two huge interviews in the last couple of weeks, but um, look, that's cricket. Chin up. Get the next one, eh?
If you do want to follow the podcast, you know, and the Spin From Both Ends adventure, you can do so on Twitter, at Spin From Both, Instagram, Spin From Both Ends, Facebook, forward slash Spin From Both Ends. And of course, on the website, spinfrombothends.com, we've got some really hard-hitting, no-holds-barred diary entries from me there, Kaz, which are just about up to date. Um, there's a bit of a lag and a bit of a turnaround, a bit yeah. of jet lag coming over to South Australia, so I've been a bit behind the eight ball with that half an hour adjustment, but uh, hopefully we can get there. Frank, thank yes. you so much for joining us. You are very welcome. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, you're, you're welcome anytime on Spin for Boat. We're happy to make an exception for you because you're running that 45 degree angle. Keep it up and good luck in the you know the rest of the season. Hopefully a bit of shield next week. Thank you very much. Kaz, be there at Winks, eh? Mate, I'll be there all day. All day, all night. And uh, have, you, have you pressed yeah. your blazer for tomorrow? Is pressed it the blazer. The whites have just arrived in the post. Yep. I'm ready to go. I'm ready for a big day. Greg Mail dropped them off? Greg Mail delivered them. <laughs> Luckily, it was during the week because obviously there's no post on Sundays. <sighs> so... Quick shout out for Greg. And uh, hopefully we've got a good few good new letters in for next episode of Spin from Both. Yeah, ends. no, good shout, good shout. Uh, we'll catch you next time. See ya!